This episode is brought to you by Duncan. <laughs> Duncan just dropped a new kind of energy. They called it Sparked. <laughs> Berry burst, peach sunshine, flavors I love. Did you guys try it already? I can't say no to two kinds of flavors. One is peach and one is berry. And a medium's $3. Now through March 19th. So drop by and get sparked by Duncan. Sparked energy drinks are fruit flavored, contain 0% fruit juice. Beverages contain caffeine from caffeine and guarana. Participation may vary. Limited time offer terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Mint Mobile. I got a new Mint Mobile plan, so I'm going to call all of my friends. I'm going to call Bob. Hey, Bob, we're into the new year, so I thought I'd check in on those resolutions. You still on track? One of your goals is to save money. You're in luck because I know a 100% guaranteed way to make sure you accomplish it. It's really easy to do. Uh, if you want to find out about it, just come back. I'll, I'll call Wade. He usually answers. Hey, Wade, got some good news. You're not so bitter about losing so many... Sorry. Anyway, uh, if you switch to Mint Mobile for a limited time, their wireless plans are $15 a month. When you purchase a three-month plan, that's unlimited talk, text, and data for $15 a month. You know, if you want to get this new customer offer, uh, go to mintmobile.com slash distractible. That's M-I-N-T-M-O-B-I-L-E dot com slash D-I-S-T-R-A-C-T-I-B-L-E. Additional taxes, fees, and restrictions apply. See Mint Mobile for details and call me back for more details. This is your friend, Mark. Uh, he'll call me back. This episode is brought to you by Coca-Cola. New Coca-Cola Spiced. It's not spicy, but it does have unexpected, extraordinary tastes. For some people, it's like... Like falling on a meteor, fighting a bear just to land safely on the ocean on your own private island with a new best friend? It's like when you're in that hotel in Las Vegas and the gondola singer is rowing you around the canals, and for that beautiful moment you forget you're not actually in Venice. It's like running into a hurricane, but then you find yourself in the eye of the storm and you're actually like a really pretty field, and like the wind is lightly blowing and there's like leaves and the smell of fall. Or it's like... But, you know, I had something and it wasn't that. And you really threw me off my groove. It's like hearing your friend come up with his own idea, but then realizing that your idea is so much better, you have to say it right now. Coca-Cola Spice, it's bursting with refreshing notes from raspberry and spice flavors. It's an uplifting taste experience unlike any other. Try all new Coca-Cola Spiced and Coca-Cola Spice Zero Sugar today and find out. Copyright 2024, the Coca-Cola Company. Good evening, gentle listener, and welcome to Distractable. This week, Haunted Bob probes deeply into AI ass, sorry, art, and quietly quits from a six-cent school. Omnitalented Mark is fired by Michael Scott due to a misdirecting dusty tome. And Wade quits the good life and didn't like the requirement to be strapped to take a census. From blood pacts to secret napping spots. Yes, it's time for I Quit Part 2. Now sit back and prepare to be distracted and enjoy the show. Hello and welcome back to another episode of Distractable. I am your host for today and my name is Bob. I'm joined as ever. Always, is there another way to say that? As, as if by Mark and Wade. In perpetuity. I am haunted by the ghosts of friendship's past. I am forever pestered by these two men who will never leave me be. <laughs> I love these guys. It's Mark and Wade, everybody. Hi, Hi. Bob. And everyone else, I guess. Look, I just we've just we've made a good number of these now. I'm, I was trying to spice it up. I did not mean to insult you guys in the intro. It's fine. You're the host. 
It's just come so naturally for you. All right, well, these fucks are here, and if you've never watched this before, Distractable is a show where the winner from the previous episode hosts the episode, picks a topic, picks a scoring system, and or completely arbitrarily selects a winner at the end, and at the end, that winner hosts the next episode. It's, a, it's an endless cycle. Until one of us accidentally dies in between recordings, and there can be no host because the winner is no longer alive, then that's how the show ends. One of us dies. That's how that we all agreed. We made a blood pact. You were there. And um, until that happens, we're going to be making this. And, uh, you know, whether it's good or bad. How to violate a blood pact. <laughs> I mean, you can violate a blood pact super easily. You just don't want to invite that kind of chaos into your life. Turns out it's a pact with a CT, not a CK. A blood pack. A blood pack is a group of Krogans in Mass Effect, I think. No, you know what? I knew about the P-A-C-T thing when I said it. I should have. We made a blood pack. We all sat down and drained about a pine each into this little package. And then that's just, we keep that in the special distractible fridge. And that's our binding contract. <sighs> oh, here we go. I found the answer. Uh-huh. This is specifically to break a blood oath you took with your girlfriend, but I think it would work for us. We're basically girlfriends. You cut your pinky finger and say as follows. Uh, I reneged the blood oath with my girlfriend, Mark and Bob. Let the blood fall on something to burn like a tissue. You then burn the tissue. Oh, you don't say that. You actually let your blood. And then the blood oath is thus broken. That's You could unilaterally terminate a blood oath? What the hell is the point of a blood oath? You might as well just make a normal promise and avoid all the blood stuff. Uh, I thought a blood oath came with, like, you know, soul consequences yeah. or something. Like, like you cut your palm, you do the blood-to-blood -blood handshake, and then your souls are intertwined, and if you break it, you, you die or something like that. Yeah, like, some horrible shit happens if you put... Maybe that's just not in there. Maybe that article's like a prank. Like, yeah, no, you could totally break a blood oath, but then the person who writes it is like... <laughs> Ah, uh, this will create so many to your tormented souls. Oh god, I love it. This is like an evolved form of a troll on the internet. This will bamboozle them really well. Ah, uh, this will get so many of the normies. <laughs> they don't even know about soul torment. I've gone down a horrible rabbit hole. Now I'm learning about the origins of pinky promises and all kinds of things. You guys should probably move on immediately. What is the origin of pinky promises? I actually really want to know that now. Oh. Uh, one possible origin of the promise is Japan, where it's known as, uh, I'm sorry for the pronunciation in advance. You got this. Yubikiri, meaning finger cut off. Supposedly people in Japan believe that if you break a pinky promise, you have to cut off your pinky finger in return. Now that's consequences. I like that. Yeah, that's, that's good. I like that. What if, what if a pinky promise is just where it ended up, but people, people could just make whatever promise there are. A guy looks at you really seriously and he's like, I'm going to need you to make a dick promise with me. <laughs> I'm going to need, this is serious. Okay. Do you still have to like wrap them around each other? To yeah, no, you have yeah. to, you have to get them to like hook around and you have to do the thing. Can you aid them or do you need that much motor control? Motor control? How much motor control do you have? You can make a full candy cane. The easiest way I can imagine involves some bendy straws and some tape. <laughs> hmm, interesting. The bendy straws as a brace? Yeah, no, it's like a it's like a form and then you got to guide them together so that you and just And then you put your dicks on the the anvil and you take your blacksmith's hammer and it goes, forge your promise in dick. <laughs> <laughs>
It's the only way to be sure. That guy from the Thor movie who has no hands comes in and is like, hammer them together. <laughs> then Groot gives you his body to make an axe handle. Oh, right. I remember now. No. He needs the dick hammer. He needs the dick hammer. <laughs> <laughs> And that's where Pinky Promises came from. I'm so glad that we went there. That's that's perfect for this Halloween episode. Or it's Halloween in July. Is that what's happening? Yes. No. Uh, small talk before we get into the thing, and before we talk more about penis hammers or whatever, uh, we usually do small talk. How's it going? Where's my breaking news bulletin? Ah, man, I could ask them to put in music. (laughs) No, don't. Just... All right. Maybe if you do, just supplement Mark singing with, like, a little subtle music at the very most, but Mark nailed it. Like, I don't think he needs anything else. I believe I did. I believe I did. I know I did, actually. I incredibly know I did. Uh, So, breaking news, by the time this comes out, it'll have taken the world by storm. Storm, the newest release of Stable Diffusion is coming out. Ooh, everybody loves that, except for some huge chunk of uh, people, who, especially artists. If you don't know what Stable Diffusion is, it is the open source and on-your-computer AI image generation thingamabob that allows you to steal the art of whoever you want <laughs> anywhere in the world at even bigger resolutions than before and more accurate. Yay. I love that for everyone, except maybe artists. I know. Anyway, that's an oversimplification of what it is. But it is coming out. It's coming out, and there ain't no stopping it, and it's indicative of the idea that, like, once the cat is out of the AI bag, it's it's just reaching its tentacles all over the place. And it's fascinating because I haven't looked at Stable Diffusion for a while because when I was first doing it, I was just like, ooh, this is interesting. And then it wasn't very good and you had to train your own model. I tried to train it on my face because I I was like, that would be interesting to be able to make concept art, not for like making a project, but for like ideating what my next project could be and seeing my face in these scenarios. I was like, that's pretty good. But it was really hard to train. Like, I I trained it and just, like, it started out with just nightmare amalgamations of, like, multiple body parts coming out of my my ears and just, like, my torso (laughs) half cut off and then my legs wrapped up around here. It was just, like, it was a freak show and it was concerning to look at, so I stopped because I didn't like what I was seeing. Um, But now it's getting so good, you know, there really is coming a, a point where I don't know if I can actually, like find any examples if you'd like to see both an an interesting example of stable diffusion and a good representation of the conflict around it and some of the issues not maybe discussed in a very civil way corridor digital on youtube has some uh, very interesting videos where they apply stable diffusion as part of a workflow not exclusively stable diffusion but they talk about the technical side of it and they implement it in stylizing some uh i think at least a couple videos that they've done but that is an interesting place to look to get it because the comment section on those videos is also a lot there's a lot of controversy about it um but the videos themselves are very interesting about the tech of it yeah, it's getting better whether or not you like that or not but that is um, while you're googling i, I feel like it, i doubt everyone who listens is aware of this so if you're interested there's a big controversy surrounding stable division and ai image generation in general and i would encourage you to find someone who's way more knowledgeable than us about that but the basic gist of it is these ai generation tools like mid-journey like stable diffusion where they're doing they're using the fancy computer algorithmic stuff to like create imagery the 
controversies around the fact that these require images to train off of. So far, they are trained in large part off of images that were not paid for or licensed or given permission in any way. The companies that are training these big models are going online and just finding pieces of art on the internet, which are posted, but are not posted for free use for commercial purposes. And it basically equates to stealing artists' work. It's a complicated thing. The laws around this are super unclear because it's a new technology. I don't think the ethics around it are super unclear. I'm one of those people where I think AI is very cool. I think it's fascinating how quickly it's getting better and like what the tools will mean for the future. But there are some serious issues revolving around stealing of art, using art without permission to train a thing that then generates art that looks, in some cases, very much like the art that was used without permission. And as well as the creative issues around, you know, actual humans being completely replaced with AI. AI art, at least right now, has this kind of sheen to it. It's getting way better, and it's good, but it doesn't have the same life that, like, human-made art has. And you could kind of tell sometimes, you could really tell sometimes. There's a lot of issues. And if you don't know anything about this, if you're an artist, I'm sure you do. But if you don't know anything about it, there's a lot of better sources than us. You should absolutely check it out. And I hope I stalled long enough. Mark looks like he's getting stuff yeah. ready. I got it. I got it. So this is, it's like what, um, what Bob was saying. It's, it's not really too entirely valuable to know that like, ooh, it's getting better. As Philip DeFranco constantly says, this is the worst it will ever be, but it's mm -hmm. continuously getting better, which is fascinating yeah. to watch. So, yeah, this is the problem is this was like so large an image because if I zoom in it, well, that was not impressive. <laughs> Whoa. I swear this image oh, is uh, wow. very large. So much bigger. This is meaningless uh, to, to anybody, but it's like uh, there's uh, XY comparison between the old model and, and like new model and it's like this is uh, horribly unvaluable to anybody I should, I'm stopping my presentation. Oh, I was looking, alright, well that's no, fine. No, no, it's too tiny uh, and it doesn't matter. This wasn't even the right comparison. That was a Stable Fusion 1.5 to 2.0. Not too tiny for people using their projector screens. No, it wasn't the right one. I don't have the right I'm actually watching this on an iMac, so that was huge for me. I, <laughs> I didn't get it right. Just <laughs> let me be. Okay, while you're looking, I got another little fun tidbit. It's no, not I'm not looking anymore. I'm not going anywhere. The, All right, Mark, you keep doing the research. Way's gonna talk. I can't. It's it's this thing where you get a Reddit post, and it's like I want to see this image bigger because Reddit doesn't fucking work ever. It's like, oh, I want to see this picture that someone posted. Oh, I can't. And and there's no way to zoom in or actually see it full. Uh, anyway. While Mark pulls that up, go on, Wade. Uh, so it's not AI art, but something that we have used, ChatGPT. Have you guys heard that there's a lawsuit against Meta and ChatGPT? Those are not the Those same are company. Those are two different things. Yeah, but both for copyright infringement by Sarah Silverman, the comedian. OpenAI, I guess, specifically. Yeah, OpenAI is the nonprofit uh, institution that, that operates ChatGPT and that created it. Yeah, I'm guessing it's for the same kind of thing, though. Instead of uh, images, though, it's like books and other things that, that's used for uh, training. Using the companies of using the author's copyrighted books without their consent to quote-unquote train their artificial intelligence software programs. I mean, it is, yeah, like, this is going to be a thing, right? All of this AI stuff, generative AI things, JetGPT, where it generates text, things that generate images, there are AI things that are generating, like, music, 
and voices. There's there was a big controversy about a um, voice actor who actually took a break from Twitter um, because which is something this person has done in the past because they get sick of social media. But they took a break from Twitter because someone used an AI version of this voice actor's voice of like a character they're famous for and made him sing a song that's just like a really meme song. I don't know that the song was particularly offensive or anything, but the voice actor was like, you, that's, you're stealing my likeness. You're using my voice and my character that I developed that is my, you know, it's part of them as a, like a voice actor. And there was a quite a row about that on the internet as well, of people being like, it's a meme! It's just a character from a show! And then, So do people get upset at impressionists to do that kind of thing? Well, but see, that's different. That's, yeah. Because when Frank Caliendo your... does an yeah. impression, you see Frank Caliendo doing an impression. And also, there are parts of him in that, right? He's not, like, extracting stuff from Obama and then just regurgitating. No, that's true. I, I was just curious if you were, if imitation was also problematic. I think that's part of the thing, is when human artists imitate, if they, if a voice actor does the voice of a character that's not theirs, but, like, represents them or something one i doubt a human voice actor would do that to another voice actor professionally that's not very cool but like there's a creative part to that right when an artist makes something in the style of an artist they look up to or that they respect or that they really like or whatever there's still like humanity in it there's something else other than the work of the person who they're emulating in the piece but when ai does it it's literally just like copying in a way that's kind of complex and I can't explain very well, but it's not a one-to-one -one copy. I don't know. This mm -hmm. is going to be an interesting issue because it's, yeah. I'm, I'm on the side of, I, I agree with Mark, the cat's out of the bag as far as AI goes. Like this stuff is going to exist. You, you can't make it illegal or anything yeah. at this point. It's going to exist how it's going to exist and like what's going to be allowed or disallowed or become illegal to do or it's going to be weird and interesting yeah. how it all plays out. Mark, you found something. I found something. Literally, this is the biggest that I can get it because I just had to like, it's, it doesn't work. I see you've zoomed into 3000% on Reddit. If I open it, if I try to open the image in another tab, it's just like, this isn't, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Whoa! I knew you could do it! <laughs> I did it! I did it! Anyway, you can see the old version on the left, new version on the right. So you can see there's a distinct difference. Are these like the same prompts or the same characters or something? Yeah, it's the same prompt. You can see, and this is kind of the heart of the problem. You see this name right here is a common prompt for like good artistic because that's just a really talented artist and so they put in a name for a style and then it like spits out something with that style and then the styles are applied to like the same prompt with different like seeds but you can see this is the direction and it's just like this is to scare you is like the direction is uh uh oh uh it's getting really good and it's just this is like progress within a year of evolution of this particular generative model um and it is just it's getting better and the problem is it's not perfect, but this is after a year. Oh my god, the Pixar one. <laughs> yeah, that's the old model on the ah! left. <laughs> The and Pixar. the right's not that much better, but no, it's like... No, but the, just the, the Pixar people on the left in the old model, <laughs> they look like one of those movies that shows up in the dollar bin at Walmart that's like a knockoff of a knockoff of a Pixar movie. Like, mm -hmm. And I think like some people might look at this and be like, hey, it's irresponsible for us to even talk about this. It's like, there's nothing we can do or not do that would... 
stop this. Uh, and and in all honesty, we totally get the uh, the arguments that people have because in a few years. Our job, someone, we said this before, someone could like recreate all our voices and they could make yeah. this podcast talk to each other. There have been YouTube channels that are just like AI SpongeBob, where it just like constantly generates an AI episode. Oh no, that endless SpongeBob is so funny. It's not good, yeah, but, but it's funny and you can see where that might go as things get better. Yeah, so you see that and it's like what's on the left in this one, the old version where it's real jank and you can see yeah. it and you laugh. It's like, that's so bad. And then on the right here, you're like, oh, wait a minute. Oh, and that's a really short amount of time to make that hop. Yeah, so we are obviously also on the chopping block in terms of like our our job gone forever. Well, and even creatively, like someone is going to use a Markiplier AI voice at some point to like make a commercial for their of company course. or say some, you know, make a like a really trolly thing where you say some horrendous shit, something really that you would never say that's out of character that and then people online will hear that and be like, "What?" Yeah. Mark! The, the thing is, that's that can already happen even without AI because there's that green screen thing for Munasana. So, like, this is my favorite thing. And a bunch of companies use that to promote their product. And then I was like, oh boy, I can sue for that. And I have <laughs> tried. <laughs> well, I haven't tried. I told my lawyers about it. And I'm sure that they sent some very scary letters. Yeah, I'm sure they yeah. wrote some letters and got in touch and, and were kind of like, hey, that's illegal, so <laughs> what you doing over there? <laughs> it's always fun whenever you see a random product and it's like, I didn't know Mark endorsed this. I'm like, hey, buddy, nice. And he's like, i got to contact my lawyers again. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Oh, so I shouldn't have bought their product, damn it. So there is legal recourse for this thing. Like, yes, there is a basis for artists and like any kind of celebrity, internet personality, content creator to be upset and get like legal ramifications for it so these lawsuits depending on how they go in the courts of course like i think they do have a basis there is definitely something to be said about that and there will be legal battles that go out with this and then you know it's just it's we're just gonna see it's gonna see it is what society demands of it well it's unfortunate that this sort of stuff gets sorted out in the legal uh, sphere because man are lawyers and the law just an awful place like like all the music copyright cases of the last couple decades i mean of a long time but like a lot of people became familiar because ed sheeran had a long-running case of copyright where someone basically accused him of stealing a chord progression which mm. is is if you're a musician is is kind of a silly thing to think like yeah you played those chords in that order that's my song it's really not um, but like, and also the Robin Thicke case, Marvin Gaye's estate, like the people have become more aware of that. This is so much more complicated than that. And the law already does a really mediumly bad job of addressing musical copyright where you're looking at like note for note, this note, and then this song has this note, and then this song, and like, it needs to be sorted out because you're right, artists need to be protected and like, this is a serious issue. It has the potential to be such a terrible shit show in terms of the court trying to interpret existing laws. There aren't laws on the books that address AI in a way that makes any sense or address AI at all. Like, it's about to be a real sloppy couple decades trying to sort out who owns copyright rights in terms of AI training and all of this shit. And I got bad news for you having money helps you win court cases. And between artists, 
and companies who want to exploit AI systems have an inkling about where the money might be in that face-off. Doesn't mean that that's the right side, and it doesn't mean that the artists don't stand a chance. But it makes me very wary, because we might be headed down a road of a lot of litigation with a lot of really shitty outcomes. And I'm not saying that a bunch of 70-year-olds in our uh, congressional seats and whatever in Washington won't know how to make laws that address AI in a good way, but they might struggle with such a technologically advanced issue. They're experts in every field. <laughs> now, you guys see that guy on TikTok who covered the TikTok hearings and it was just like, now, does TikTok connect to the Wi-Fi in my home? Yes or no? <laughs> he did like 200 parts of all the different, I think they were mostly made up. But I watched the Facebook hearings years ago and uh whatever the other one was i forget the second one was the one where the guy tried to get mark zuckerberg to help him set up his wi-fi or something yeah and then some <laughs> of the some of the questions were just like some dude was like having trouble with his phone he's like i could facebook fix the phone connection i have he's like that would be your provider no 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 <laughs> it's like Oh, yes, please make our laws. The punchline is we're not experts on this. So if you want to learn yeah. more, you should find news sources with good information with experts. But it's an issue. And if you haven't heard about this, uh, it's an issue. Yeah. And therefore, I quit preemptively. <gasps> Points to Mark for quitting. <laughs> Wait, is that the topic? We don't even said that yet. I'm well, you saw you read the episode title when you started playing it. <laughs> what? <laughs> yep, 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 absolutely, absolutely. This episode definitely wasn't recorded right after I quit part one. I mean, it wasn't right after. I don't know what you're talking. I'm wearing a different shirt. I, I spilled on my shirt. I got a new shirt and spilled on it immediately. Look at that. Anyway, you should look into this more info on that. It's a hot debate, but that's not what we're here to talk about. Okay, good small talk, Mark, and you do get points Thank for that. You. I'm going to even say how many points you get. 6,000 points, Mark. <sighs> Whoa! Is that the most points we've ever given for one thing? I honestly don't know, but I'm, I'm just, I'm mixing it up, all right? It's currently 6,000 to zero. Good job, Mark. And uh, yeah, Wade, did you have any? Does it matter if I do? <laughs> all right, oh, Wade's not even going to try. On. No points for Wade. Come on, it's uh, you, it's, it's fair. I brought up the chat GPT lawsuit. Is that kind of I think it would be really funny if we went 40 minutes again without getting to the topic of the episode and then just ended it. But oh, sure. people on the mm. subreddit were pretty upset about that. So I'm going to just introduce it. They were upset. They are upset about everything. I tell a heartfelt story about how literally I had to go to my grandma's funeral. Oh, God, that again? And then people walk away from that episode being like, I'm upset. I'm mad. Actually, no. So there was one comment specifically that was upset at you, Mark. Uh -huh. Because I brought up the topic and and we were and you, but like as a group, we were like, oh, well, should we know? And then you made a comment that was somebody like, no, we should put we should milk the content, you know, like <laughs> push that up. They were mad that you they were literally made a, a comment on the Reddit and they were like, see, they don't even hide it anymore. They're literally just dragging this out just to get more episodes. Mark just <laughs> said they're going to milk the content. You, viewers hate that. Why would they do that? Viewers hate that so much. Because I quit is like the hot search term right now. We are pulling in the views. Everyone's looking for it. I can't believe we pushed off such a trending topic for another time, but I know, right? we waited. Yeah. 
It's really, you know, why hide it at all? It's definitely a thing where we wanted to give the topic more time to actually discuss about it. And then, oh, look at that. I'm exempt from any criticism on an episode where I talk about my grandmother's funeral. They're like the broke your elbow vibe guy. They're like, I don't even care that your grandma died. <laughs> I forget the exact quote from the vibe about the broken elbow, but that's that guy. They're like. Fucking, I'm here for I Quit. I was searching for anything about I Quit, and I finally found it. And what do you do? Don't talk about it. What are you talking about? Oh, Grandma died. Boo-hoo. Where's the quitting? We quit the episode early. Yeah. (laughs) This is literally what the episode was about. We did the thing. Anyway, this one, we're going to talk about it, okay? So calm down, angry comment. This episode is brought to you by Mint Mobile. I got a new Mint Mobile plan, so I'm going to call all of my friends. I'm going to call Bob. Hey, Bob, we're into the new year, so I thought I'd check in on those resolutions. You still on track? One of your goals is to save money. You're in luck because I know a 100% guaranteed way to make sure you accomplish it. It's really easy to do. Uh, if you want to find out about it, just come back. I'll, I'll call Wade. He usually answers. Hey, Wade. Got some good news. You're not so bitter about losing so many... Sorry. Anyway, uh, if you switch to Mint Mobile for a limited time, their wireless plans are $15 a month. When you purchase a three-month plan, that's unlimited talk, text, and data for $15 a month. You know, if you want to get this new customer offer, uh, go to mintmobile.com slash distractible. That's M-I-N-T-M-O-B-I-L-E dot com slash D-I-S-T-R-A-C-T-I-B-L-E. Additional taxes, fees, and restrictions apply. See Mint Mobile for details. And call me back for more details. It's your friend, Mark. Uh, he'll call me back. This episode is brought to you by Duncan. <laughs> Duncan just dropped a new kind of energy. They called it Sparked. <laughs> Berry Burst Peach Sunshine flavors I yeah. love. Did you guys try it already? I can't say no to two kinds of flavors. One is peach and one is berry. And a medium's $3. Now through March 19th. So drop by and get Sparked by Duncan. Sparked energy drinks are fruit flavored. Contain 0% fruit juice. Beverages contain caffeine from caffeine and guarana. Participation may vary. Limited time offer terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Square Enix. From Square Enix comes Final Fantasy VII Rebirth. I played a ton of Final Fantasy VII when I was a kid. It was one of the first games that I actually 100%ed. I didn't. But anyway, the new standalone remake in the critically acclaimed series follows Cloud in the pursuit of his iconic antagonist, Sephiroth. Forge bonds with iconic characters in and out of combat, including Tifa, Barrett, and Aerith. Final Fantasy VII Rebirth, out February 29th, exclusively on the Sony PlayStation 5. Um, but yeah, no, I was going to start this one with a story because I, the, we're going to talk about I quit. This is I quit part two. And I have a story about when I quit a job, but you can tell a story about quitting a job, quitting a project, quitting, I don't know, a friendship, like whatever, Qu- any sort of quitting. And it doesn't have to be you. You can Google them. This is like an old school episode. You could tell a story of, uh, from the news of some hilarious thing, but I, <clears throat> I had a weird quitting experience and it was not in the way that quitting experiences tend to be like dramatized online. I, after college, I graduated from college and I was working at a pizza place and I was like trying to find like a, like a big boy job, like a desk job. And I was interviewing at like insurance companies and all these places. And I ended up getting this random interview to work in the office, like the administrative office of a public charter school, which if you don't know is a publicly funded school, but is not part of a public school system it's like a one standalone school and we actually had two schools but 
Now that I'm older and I've learned a little more, not a thing I'm a big fan of, actually. But education funding issues aside, I got this job. And I, I, I had a degree in organizational leadership, which is basically like how to be a middle manager 101. Mm -hmm. um, so I, didn't, I had no training in like how to work with kids or teach kids. I did study music education for a year, but I got out of that pretty quick. So this was a new experience for me. I worked at this place for a couple of years. It was a crazy school. It was in Cincinnati. It was like, it was not downtown Cincinnati, but it was like in the city. It was a K through 12 school. So we had like little kids who were adorable, who were super cute. And then we had like high schoolers who would like bring a switchblade to school and threaten to kill each other in the hallways. We had a whole, the whole range of experience in this one building. And it was really, I learned a lot, and it was really stressful. But it was also kind of like a weird school. The people who ran it were, like, weird. It came, eventually, I decided to go to law school, and Manny and I were going to move to North Carolina to go to grad school. And so I had to quit, right? But it was, like, over the summer. The kids were gone. School ended, like, at the, in the middle of May or something. And when school ended, all the teachers left. But I was supposed to keep coming in and sitting in the office. But I would just go into the school by myself sit in an office by myself and had no one giving me tasks. So like there was some stuff I was supposed to do, but I mostly just browsed Reddit for eight hours a day for five days a week. Like I didn't have the, the, the like principal and people didn't come in. It was, I was the one person in the entire building and I was there cause like uh, once a month, a parent would come in and be like, hey, I gotta fill this paperwork out or something, and I would help them do stuff. But I just literally browsed Reddit, and I, br I had a motorcycle at the time. I would just browse this motorcycle forum about, like, how to do an oil change on your 1970 Honda motorcycle, blah, blah, blah. And, and when I came time to quit, that was the situation I was in. And I, like, sent some emails to the higher-ups, and I was like, hey, guys, I'm just giving you my notice. Like, I, I got to quit in a month. I'm moving away for grad school. So I won't be here for next school year, blah, whatever. Never got a response. No one ever came in. It came to the day where it was like, well, we're moving to North Carolina in like a week. And I told them this, I wanted this to be my last day. So I guess I'll just leave my keys on my desk and lock the door behind me on the way out today. <laughs> And that's how I quit my job. <laughs> like, I don't know what happened. The school shut down before the next school year started, if I, re if I remember correctly. So something, I don't know if something happened with the people where they got in trouble or fired or lost funding or what. Well, they didn't have any keys. They couldn't get in. <laughs> I only, and I didn't have keys to lots of, I couldn't get into classrooms. I couldn't get in. I could get into the front door, my office, and the bathroom. Those are the only keys I had. But That's the only places you needed to go. Who needs to go anywhere else? Who was still paying you? I don't know. I got, I, my, the payment stopped. That's the thing too. At some point I, it was, it was like a normal job, right? So we got paid every like two weeks, basically. I got my last paycheck that I expected to get. And then I didn't get any more paychecks. So I didn't like steal from these people. I, I, it's not stealing if I didn't do it on purpose, but like they didn't continue to pay me accidentally. I don't know what happened. I tried to like give notice and do that. And I was like, do I need to do any paperwork or do you guys want to, can I help you with anything before I go? What, this can I, I was sort of in charge of some stuff. And I was like, here's my, I emailed them the files. And I was like, here's this. I keep track of here's this, this is how I do nothing. I just, I just left one day and I never went back. I don't know if we were cool or if they were mad at me or if someone got arrested or what, but yeah, so I quit and then I just left. No, here's what I think what happened, uh, Bob. This is yeah. what I think. 
you weren't actually working at a school that was currently functioning. You were contacted by a ghost. <laughs> you went into a haunted bill all because you were locked in your room. You probably heard like students shouting and chatting. It was an old building. Oh, five days at elementary. Yeah, you were you were they were always like footsteps down the hall, but you never actually saw anyone. You only went to the bathroom, which like you had to unlock every time you go. And then when you try to quit, you know, you shout out loud to the your boss or whoever. And then you just leave and the door slammed shut behind you and locked itself. And you were just like, well, I guess it's all good. You never questioned the chills down your spine. I thought it was just cold in my office. No, 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 no. Is that the lock of 87 you had to open? <laughs> Uh, 1887, maybe. I will say, this was literally a, over a hundred-year-old building. It was like, it was a school in Cincinnati in the 19th century that had closed in the mid-20th century and then been reopened for, to operate when I worked there. So you thought. So I thought. <laughs> Dude, that's, now I'm sad that I quit my ghost job. That was the easiest job I ever had. Ghosts don't give a shit. What if you were being paid by ghosts? That is impressive. They yeah. paid me ghost money, but it turned into real money once it touched my real bank account. Yeah, exactly. Well, ghosts can, you know, they can inhabit computers and network systems. That's where they like to hang out now on the Internet. Yeah. You know, that means ghosts can technically have, I don't know if it counts as corporeal form, but if they can take the form of electronic current that affects electronics in that way, it means they do have a physical form and they're not just ethereal things you could see. Yeah, they don't call it the ghost in the machine for nothing. Yeah, but that's cool. Yeah, that wasn't real. Or it was real, but, you know, it was ghosts. That's pretty cool. You got to quit ghosts. I quit you, ghosts. <laughs> just, <laughs> just, there, there's, like, the principal is, like, watching on the camera, watching me not do work, and it's like, why is he yelling at the ceiling? And I'm just on the camera, like, I quit! Hey, ghosts, I'm leaving! And I'm never coming back! <laughs> just like, what's wrong? I'm glad he's quitting. Holy shit. We hired this guy to work in a school with children. In a weird way, you know, Wade made that joke, but your job does sound a lot like the premise for Five Nights at Freddy's. And I think, <laughs> like, probably yeah. even the movie coming up is just like, you're just hired on this job, you go in this abandoned building, you just sit around all day. It wasn't abandoned, okay? During the school year, there were lots of people, I think. You think, yeah. I think, think, I saw them. Occasionally, one person would come to interact with you, but otherwise you were there alone. I was always confused how they got in my office without opening the door, but I just assumed I didn't notice. Mm-hmm, hmm Yeah, yeah. Well, you're haunted. Probably. No, you know what? I am haunted because we're we're trying to move right now, right? The moment we started trying to move, lights in our house just started turning themselves on and off. And I'm not even fucking exaggerating. The The lamp in our living room started doing it. We were just sitting there and the lamp just goes off, on, off, on, off, on, off, on, off, on, off. And I was like, it's on like a smart switch. So I looked at my phone and I was like, stop. What? I had to unplug it. It just kept doing that. I unplugged it. The exterior light on my office, like a it like lights up for motion. I unplugged that interior light that's doing that. The light on my office across the yard just started going off on, off on, off on, off on, off. Like I was standing in the house staring out there, just like oh, <laughs> oh. the ghosts have found you. They want you back at school. Sorry, I think you might be right about the haunting. I'm just glad it's not me this time. Can you be the lit man? <laughs> yeah. How do you know that your fridge <laughs> delivery was delivered by real people? 
How could real people be that incompetent? That is some ghost behavior, you know? <laughs> That's the kind of shit that you would do if you can't touch anything. That's for sure. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, they just try to, like, drag... Like, it just... The fridge is floating. You think they're behind it carrying it like this, but the fridge is just, like, floating through the bushes, and the sprinkler goes off, and you're like, oh, these incompetent guys that I definitely saw. Can you remember their faces? Do you... Can you recall their faces? <sighs> I just remember what they said, but <laughs> I don't remember where where the words came out of. You know, they came from the they came from everywhere almost. They came out of the air. I want so badly for them to have seen Bob's fridge, the mm -hmm. ghosts. At least someone at Lowe's has seen Bob's fridge because I got a hilarious prank call where someone knew my name and phone number and was like, hey, "It's your fridge," and it was from a Lowe's corporate line. <laughs> they they didn't say is your refrigerator running. They had that whole thing lined up, teed up for the old joke. Mister Lowe's is like prank calling Bob after that episode. I I was live. I was live streaming games sometime right after that air, that episode went out. And yeah. I got a call on my phone, and it said, Lowe's Home Improvement. And I thought to myself, oh, I wonder if they're going to finally, like, resolve something. Maybe they saw the episode and someone... And so on stream, I answered it, and I was like, hello? And all I heard was like, uh, refrigerator. <laughs> Click. <laughs> It's a, and that was it! <laughs> you think that these are hilarious pranks. It's ghosts! It was like a 14-year-old boy who was like, I'm just gonna say refrigerator when he answers! No, no, man. You, you're justifying in your head, this is ghosts. That's ghost behavior! I, why is that ghost? <laughs> That's not ghost behavior. That's idiotic! You don't think interference way too close mumbled words? That's what people go ghost hunting for how did the ghost make a phone call from the lowes line that's what how i want how did a kid why is that the easier justification because he works at lowes <laughs> he called from the store where he works i called back and it was a local lowes store <laughs> but you called who answered i called i i called back and it was like i called a lowes store it was like the main phone line right so someone who worked in a store called my phone from a no. phone in the Lowe's no. store. Bob, Lowe's went out of business 10 years ago. <laughs> I don't, I'm not listening to you, Mark. No, man, no, you can't do this to me, man. I don't believe, that's not true, man. I'm looking it up, I'm looking it up. Blockbuster was around longer than Lowe's. That, that can't, that's not true. You can't lie to me like that. <laughs> Maybe not all Lowe's. But the Lowe's in your area is Lowe's was closing 51 stores in 2018, including four in California. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> Did you actually go to the Lowe's? And California is a pretty tight knit, close community. So, you know, that it had to be the one close to you. Yeah, well, there were only five in California, and I know one of them's down by Mark. Uh-oh! No, I'm all, I'm all about the Bob is Haunted Forever theory. Uh, as long as I get my docuseries, The Haunted Man, I'm here for it. The Lit Man. Well, what does that have to do with the refrigerator saga? The Cold Man. Mm. But that's only part of the saga. What about the light stuff? The 
coldly lit man. Yeah, there's lights in fridges. The electrified man. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The lozed man. <laughs> you you got you go back to the school. You scrub off the dirty name plaque, and it's like Lowe's Charter School for <laughs> Gifted Children. I I do that, but I scrub it off, and it's like oh, the Franklin Delano Roosevelt School, and I'm like oh god. And then there's another part I scrub off, and it's like funding graciously provided by the Lowe's family. It's like, no, <laughs> no. It's like you keep scrubbing. It's just more to scrub. I, I keep like turning around and looking back in this other area and I'm like death place of Terrence Williams Lowe's this is where Mr. Lowe's died shit why is there a school here and you keep scrubbing and it's the phone number of that Lowe's that called yeah. you <laughs> you scrub more is like died tragically by a refrigerator accident I walk, I walk around the corner to where I parked and there's a new brick on the exterior wall that looks really conspicuous and I go up to it and really small and printed in the brick it just says refrigerator no <laughs> it's all because you quit that's the problem you gotta go back there and you gotta get your job back we should quit this topic honestly <laughs> points to wade for suggesting that we quit we could probably do a quit part three <laughs> <laughs> i can't the end of every i quit episode i just go I can't quit you, and then we do it again. <laughs> we should we should make our mission in our distractible life to make that one commenter as mad and as justified as possible. Like they're right <laughs> because we're doing it. Let's rename the podcast. I quit. I quit podcast. I, you know what? You know how last time we t- uh well not not last time, but in the last I quit, I talked about how I did the blame Wade thing missing the mm-hmm. episodes yeah and i somehow had no foresight in how that would uh, impact you because people always glom onto that i didn't think through the fact that having an episode titled i quit would cause panic in in our our very quick to jump to conclusions audience oh yeah they've not posted for two weeks and then they're quitting there were a good number of posts of people who were like who quit why did they quit <laughs> is it over yeah it's over that's, uh, that's the end of the... It's all done. We all hate each other. We flew too close to the sun, and now we quit. Anyway, uh, if you guys want to actually earn points, you could... What you got? You, you guys quit any jobs? You do any funny stuff? You got any ghost stories? Well, I want to talk more about your hauntings. I'm not haunted. Stop saying it like that. Oh, sorry. Haunting. I only ever quit one job, and I'm pretty sure I talked about it here. Ah, uh, yeah. The Census Bureau in 2010, because it was just like... I was working in a really scary area. That was, that was it. What's wait? I don't remember this story. Wait, so do you still work at UDF? Well, just putting in your two weeks counting as quitting. I thought quitting was like I quit today because I guess I've quit a lot of jobs. If that's the case, pretty sure quitting a job involves no longer working there at some point. Okay, I was thinking the extreme, like I quit today, whatever. Putting in my two weeks, yeah, I've done that a lot. So, Census Bureau, Mark, in 2010, Mm -hmm. uh, while we were in college. I worked for the Census Bureau, and they offered me $17 an hour, which was a lot of money. But they had me working down in, like, parts of Cincinnati and Clifton that were, like, kind of, like, crime-riddled, sketchy areas. And when you walk around saying you work from the government in a bunch of crime-riddled, sketchy areas (laughs) and asking people to give you their personal info, Uh, a lot of times they don't take that very well. 
And there were instances of like people having like shotguns and stuff. Like people would answer the door with like guns aimed at them. Oh, that's not funny. Because you know, if you happen to knock on the door of someone cooking meth or dealing drugs or whatever have you, you said with guns aimed at them. Did you ever have a gun aimed at you? I did not. Oh, but well, two of the people well, I trained well. with. Way less sympathy. But. You don't think that they were just trying to scare you? Were they ghosts? They might have been, <laughs> but I didn't want to become one, so I quit. The Some of the houses I knocked on were like, they were definitely like, they interrogated me more than I was able to ask them the few questions. It was like, how many people live here? Who lives here? What are your occupations? How long have you been here? And it's like, you know, the, whatever. But they were like, why do you need to know this, kid? <laughs> I just, my job is to come here and, oh, who hired you? The government, I guess? Did they give you, like, a badge or something? Or just a t-shirt that said, Census Guy? <laughs> I'm pretty sure we had to have, like, a little credential thing. Like, a little pinned thing. I, I don't remember in all honesty. But uh, I, I lasted all of, like, two or three weeks. And some of the houses I went to, I just got, like, a horrible feeling as I was talking to the person. Because I could tell they were, like, not having it that I was there. And I was like... Dude, $17 an hour is great, but I do not feel safe. And this is like the better part of the area that I'm in. If your job offers you $17 an hour and it comes with a free flak vest, probably some concerns. Yeah, that's fair. It did not, but it probably should have. But that's the only job I quit quit. I mean, yeah, I left UDF. The one that kind of hurt was whenever I left um, Cincinnati Eye Institute. They, re they renamed, I don't know what they're called now, but that was to start doing YouTube. And the person who hired me hired me to go into like their trainee program. So I learned all the different parts of the eye. I was working in cornea, retina, glaucoma, so on and so forth. And the person who hired me was like, so we put you through the trainee program and uh, it's only been like a year or whatever and you're, you're leaving. And I was like, I wasn't planning on it. But this YouTube thing, I don't know. It's doing pretty well. I feel like I could really like you told maybe pursue a dream. They were like, okay, sure. And look at me now, Gary. <laughs> so my mom worked for the same company and we would go to like fireworks at that company thing. You'd have like a. Oh, awkward. Yeah, we went because it was like fireworks where we don't have to go deal with huge crowds of people. That sounds nice. And we showed up and there was the person who hired me and they were like, hey, my kid's actually a big fan of what you do. I see that why you left. And I was like. Oh, thank God. I thought that was going to be really awkward. Oh, that's very nice, though. And then they watch some of your videos, and they were like, Hey, my kid watches this. What the hell? Oh, actually, you're kid-friendly. I'm the one who's not kid-friendly. Well, not anymore. I was back then. You, you <laughs> used to be kid-friendly, but you I'm changed. I'm the worst one now, dude. You changed, Wade. This episode is brought to you by Rocket Money. I'm a big dumb dummy. I love you, you big dumb dummy head. Uh, well, as a big dumb dummy, sometimes I have subscriptions that carry on a little too long. Like a few years. Okay, uh, this is starting to feel a little bit personal. Does that make me a big dumb dummy too? Oh, you big dumb dummy? I might also be one of those. Even if you're a big dumb dummy like us, you don't need to be a big dumb dummy to use Rocket Money. Because Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps you lower bills. You can tap on whatever you don't like seeing. If you see big red number that you don't like, you just tap on it and they'll cancel it for you. Rocket Money has over 5 million users and has helped save its members an average of $720 per year. With over 500 million in canceled subscriptions. Stop wasting money on things you don't use, cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com slash distractible. That's R-O-C-K-E-T-M-O-N-E-Y dot com slash D-I-S-T-R-A-C-T-I-B-L-E. This episode is brought to you by Coca-Cola. New Coca-Cola Spiced. It's not spicy, but it does have unexpected, extraordinary tastes. For some people, 
It's like like falling on a meteor, fighting a bear just to land safely on the ocean on your own private island with a new best friend. It's like when you're in that hotel in Las Vegas and the gondola singer is rowing you around the canals. And for that beautiful moment, you forget you're not actually in Venice. It's like running into a hurricane, but then you find yourself with the eye of the storm. And you're actually like a really pretty field. And like the wind is lightly blowing. and There's like leaves and the smell of fall. Or it's like, but you know, I had something and it wasn't that. And you really threw me off my groove. It's like hearing your friend come up with his own idea, but then realizing that your idea is so much better, you have to say it right now! Coca-Cola Spice, it's bursting with refreshing notes from raspberry and spice flavors. It's an uplifting taste experience unlike any other. Try all new Coca-Cola Spiced and Coca-Cola Spice Zero Sugar today and find out. Copyright 2024, The Coca-Cola Company. I don't know if I've ever quit, quit, um, like any... Quit! Didn't you every two weeks quit like your new thing until you found YouTube? Didn't those pop? weren't jobs though. Those were just like no, not jobs. Well, this isn't about job. It's called I quit. Yeah, well, it doesn't have to be a job. But the thing wasn't. I didn't quit those either. I gave up. It's a big difference. Mark was like, <laughs> I'm not good at this in two weeks. Oh, exactly. Yeah, I yeah. gave up. Oh, yeah. Okay. So that'll be the next episode. <laughs> well, I gave up my jobs too. I didn't quit the Census Bureau. I just gave up on them. Actually, there there is a whole topic, and I give up. But I I I will <laughs> say, like, if the topic is just like getting uh not working anymore, um. I may have talked a little bit about my engineering job that I had. Did I tell you the reasons why? I mean, I told, like, I didn't like my boss. You told a story about the hot cocoa incident and, like, stealing <laughs> all the hot, the cocoa hot cocoa and putting it in your desk. And, yeah, like, I did that. I remember, kind of, I don't remember if you'd sell the story of your boss, for sure. Uh, I'll, uh, so my boss, I think I've mentioned, is the living embodiment, or was, at least, the living embodiment of Michael Scott. And I had not seen The Office at that point, but after seeing the office i was just like oh my god and i've talked about <laughs> how uh she had me well i didn't have a job there it was much like your ghost job is that like i just sat at a desk and mostly did nothing um and then she she it was going through this period the whole company where it was like firing everyone that was like an employee and then only hiring contractors which is just i'm glad that era of employment is over for people in america yeah i'm glad everyone didn't do that wow yeah yeah definitely imagine um, but there you know so everyone was being fired and then everyone was like the contractors were being hired for certain jobs and it was like i was in there and i knew the jobs didn't even need to be there anyway which was very strange but you know the thing about offices you gotta have butts in seats i guess maintaining these contrast ejectors that don't matter but she made me do this employee like appreciation thing this is a side note to the whole i'm didn't work there anymore because i got fired um they quit you yeah they quit me <laughs> they quit me <laughs> that's how you know i'm not haunted is i i didn't get i didn't quit i got fired <laughs> um but I, it was like some really really stupid thing where it was like show your appreciation and she had me make like uh superhero posters with like the hulk and scarlet widow and <laughs> you know iron man for all the other engineers in the office with just like a you're so great you're so you're a hero and she had me handed out at like in the middle of this company lunch at a mexican restaurant that we were at 
And I got up and I opened my manila envelope and I just like, slowly hand out and I just... <laughs> it was the stupidest shit, but the, <laughs> literally it's as embarrassing as it sounds. But that's what I mean when it was like, like Michael Scott. And I don't know what this person is doing. I hope they're not working there anymore. They got promoted. <laughs> oh, that's just what happens. That's what happens. They now run low. <laughs> yeah, but I was... I, God, I was... I was trying to do a job that they actually had me do, which was they made contrast injectors. They also made little handheld contrast injectors when you don't need the big thing that's going at a thing. Um, so they hadn't been selling them for a very long time. So they wanted to sell them again. So they were like, okay, bust out the old uh, engineering documents on like assembly and like the, get, make sure they're up to date, do a new revision of them. A lot of engineering is just documentation. You make a new version of the document by making sure that nothing in the current safety standards has said oh everything you did before was terrible and then everything still works and then also i was supposed to you know it's like you pull out the tome and you go Oof, and dust just <laughs> that's how old this shit is and i get out the uh the uh the assembly uh, thing for actually putting it together because I'm supposed to assemble them so that we can like send a demo set out so they can sell them right the guy who made the documentation for assembling them uh, my boss was like go check with him to make sure that it's still good guess what that guy got fired a long time ago he wasn't there anymore <laughs> so I pull up his documentation and I'm reading through it and it's like oh look it's made by some guy who didn't give a shit about what was going on in there and I'm like okay I guess I'm on my so I read the instructions and I go to assemble them and I look I go to my boss and I'm like is this right and then she takes it and she goes click 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 and I'm like seems right to me and then uh, sends me off I'm like okay I'm gonna make a hundred of these and I go make a hundred of them I assemble a hundred of them and then I go to my boss I'm like here they are like is this right click click good she never tested them on an actual like contrast thing and they get sent off to the sales department or the client or wherever the, I don't know where they went and then a week later I hear back uh that I messed up those were assembled incorrectly because one of the springs, instead of being like turned this way, it needed to be turned this way inside. So it's like when it pressed in the, the trigger, it's like a little handheld gun injector. When you pull it down, it didn't release uh, automatically or smoothly or wasn't able to like give at a constant rate. There was some flaw in it. I never actually knew what it was because I, uh, the only time I heard about it was when I got pulled into HR and been like... So, uh, we got a problem here. I'm just like, mm, what's the problem? <laughs> <laughs> oh, you cost us a lot of money. You cost us a lot of money. I was like, mm, what? <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> uh, you assembled these wrong. And I'm like, no. Uh, well, my boss checked out to like confirm that I was right. And that was the wrong answer. <laughs> that was the wrong answer. <laughs> my boss doesn't get in trouble. No, the, the intern gets in trouble. <laughs> and admittedly, yeah, I assembled them wrong. But I checked! I've never made them before! I was, whoof, that, I dusted off the tome! It's just like, so, um, that was led to a very, my boss at this point hated me anyway, because my boss habitually came in late and texted me to turn the light on in her office. I think I've mentioned that before. Mm. Uh, so, and she got in trouble for that. I got pulled into HR prior to that and more like, 
you're not in trouble. But um, have you been turning on the light to your uh, boss's office? And I go like, yeah, I have. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> and that was the right answer at that point. But she didn't get fired at that point. She just got put on week leave. And then uh, when she came back, she was really mad uh, at me. <laughs> go figure. So who knows? Like maybe she intentionally misled me. Yeah, a lot of people there said the phrase, yeah, don't throw other people under the bus, man. And I'm like, I'm I'm just I'm just telling the truth. You know, I tell the truth mm. that someone someone left early during Christmas break because I was asked. And it's like, and I know it's like, yeah, I'm a snitch. And that's like at this point, I wouldn't I wouldn't rat out like a fellow employee at any moment, but it's like I've never worked in an office environment. Why is it so cutthroat? Why aren't we just here to make contrast injectors and that's it? Mm. It's like so annoying. Make stuff and tell the truth. Yeah, so I, I dropped all those habits and I left that place because I think it was haunted. So I left immediately. Sounds pretty haunted. Where did the haunting come? Yeah, you're right. No, never mind. You're right. No, actually, that place was so weird because I worked in one side of it. This building was gigantic because it used to be a manufacturing hub where they would actually make this stuff before they outsourced it. Right, everything went out over like overseas to either China or everywhere else to manufacture. So we worked in the engineering sector, which was just like in this tiny, like not tiny, but it was like you know maybe two thousand square foot office cubicle area. The building was tens of thousands of square feet, so there was huge parts of the building that were just empty empty just enormous spaces that's cool it was really cool actually yeah and it, it i would when i went to go get the tomes and build these things i would have to walk basically half a mile through all that like you know those amazon like you see the interiors of it it wasn't quite that big but it was a warehouse it was just like i would walk half a mile to go to the other side to get the parts and i was like i'm not gonna walk back i'll just assemble them here so on occasion my boss would come out whenever i was doing something like that and be like i thought you were sleeping back here and i'm like knee deep in parts i'm like why would i be doing that <laughs> you told me to do something and i'm doing your it. boss like rubbing their eyes because they just woke up from a nap i thought you were napping over here <laughs> i crawled out from the boxes behind me just like oh, oh, you're here. Oh. i would not be surprised if people napped Did you make sure the lights in my office is off when you leave thanks <laughs> Well, well, I didn't say it, but um, uh, but Wade, you earned points with your stories of giving up slash quitting. Uh, sixty thousand points. But Mark, because you worked at a haunted place, and that relates to the story that I told. Sixty thousand and five points. <laughs> I worked at a haunted place. Oh. Oh, okay. Twenty more thousand points for Wade. Well, he hasn't said yet. Well, I just uh, talk about it, Wade. What was haunted about it? What well, do you do? No, what you no. do? I made a YouTube video at Bobby Mackey's. Therefore, I was working, and the place was haunted that I was working at. Minus 10,000 points for kind of misleading me on that I'll one. take it. Anyway, yeah. I uh, Good good stories, everybody. Thanks. You should have taken more naps there, Mark. Apparently, that was cool. I really wish I did. Because I, I looked back there, and I'm like, there is no one here. Like, there's no one here. It's like, and no one cared that I was at my desk anyway. Like, it, I, that was the first job where I'd, I'd just gotten, like, an iPhone 3 or a 3G or whatever it was, and I was just, I would play those shitty games that are, <laughs> mobile games nowadays are no better than they were back then, but it was still just, like, you know, the shitty games on my phone. In the world before the App Store even existed, you'd played the two games that came on the iPhone. Yeah, I'd do the thing where it's, like, the lighter, yeah, you turn the lighter on, <laughs> no, yeah, and off I saw, and on, and off I and saw on. something <laughs> recently, do you remember when they, that app where it was a beer, you'd open a beer, and then you could be all... 
Oh, yeah, I had you that drink too, the yeah. beer on your Ooh, Look at phone. this go. <laughs> Dude, the 2000s were such a fun time. Oh, man. It was great. They were okay. I had a coin flip app on my phone. Ooh. Here I am tossing and doing the triangle of fairness. I could have just pulled up my phone from... Could you select different coins to flip? Yeah, you could. Yeah, it holds mortgages. Are we doing triangle of fairness merch? We got to do it, right? Uh, how, how dare you bring up merch on this podcast? Oh, sorry, sorry, I forgot. <laughs> what are you doing to us? The ghost of merch pads. It's probably out of stock already. I don't even know. You know our merch page is haunted. How dare you? <laughs> sorry. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to. Uh, well, I actually gave you points this time, and if anyone, uh, if anyone's astute keeping track, you might notice that Wade is winning. Wait, not to, I, I was keeping track. Hold on, Mark. Now, hold on. Let the man speak. I, I, Wade is winning. I gave you 6,000 points, Mark. Yeah, yeah. But then I gave each of you uh, 30,000, or was it 60,000? 60, 60,000. But I gave you 60,005 for it being haunted. But then I just gave Wade 20,000 for working at a haunted place. But then I took away 10,000, oh. which leaves Wade... At approximately uh, 70,000, and Mark is at 66 and 5. Well, I don't know. Do you, but we should do this democratically as we always do. Wade votes, we end. Mark, what do you vote for? Uh, how long we've we been going? I want to really milk this. Uh, well, we're over an hour on the recording already, so. Who else votes, we quit? Me! Oh, look at that other hand in there. There's two. Oh, uh, wait, was that Mark? I vote quit. Oh, really? Yeah, let's quit. What are you, haunted? Look at this guy. Wait. He's giving up his own victory. Wait. Oh, wait. Right. No. How do I get points? Uh, I don't know. You'll have to just take a stab at there it. It was another job. I, I quit another job uh, because... No, no. Oh, Mark gets 5,000 points. No. Oh, come on. <laughs> but Wade gets 2,000 points for voting that we quit first. Yes. Do you not, do you not even want to hear it? But Mark... No, yeah. Tell your story. Maybe there's more points. Continue. But keep it short. Okay. We had to milk the content. All right. Okay. So I was a, doing deck building and I, I had to go to a doctor's appointment and I didn't like the job much because minimum wage and like really hard work. Have you told this story on here before or parts of it? I feel like I remember. He it. talked about the deck building thing, but you talked about the story where you, you trimmed the tree or something. No, that, yeah, I talked about that. This is different. So okay. I was like, when I actually quit that job, I had a doctor's appointment and uh, my doctor, he like, listened to my heart. He was like, you might have a heart murmur here. Put on this heart heart monitor and heart monitor is just a big thing that you wear that like straps up everywhere it looks like really intense because you carry a bag on you with a little battery and a data like analyzer or whatever recorder and then electrodes all over your body and it's like it's supposed to track your heart over a like a whole day but it looks scary so i went to my boss and i was just like sorry i had a heart attack look <laughs> and i showed him the thing which is really karma for me eventually actually having a heart attack later in life but at this point i hadn't had that yet so i was just like oh man sorry i have to quit i can't work anymore because i was like this is a perfect excuse perfect excuse <laughs> and so i use this as like my elaborate ruse and being like i'm so sorry just health problems i can't do this job because i couldn't sack up and just be like i don't like this job anymore <laughs> i quit so i had to make this elaborate ruse and then they they were like oh, okay sure whatever just return your shirts which i thought was the strangest thing your nasty shirts you've been sweating in all summer exactly exactly the same they gave me shirts and i'm just like 
Jeez, you pay me minimum wage. You want your freaking ten dollars shirts back? Your your shitty raggedy. Was this someone else's shirt that you yeah. gave me? How many people sweated in this shirt before I got in it? So I didn't give back the shirts on principle because I I broke the cycle. The whole company shut down because they didn't have any more company shirts. Oh my god, Mark, you're a madman. I know, I know. First the cocoa, now the shirts. Three thousand points to Mark. Would have been more if it was haunted. I'm pretty sure that puts you in the lead, Mark. I feel like this has been stacked. And since Wade already voted to quit... Wade, do you vote to quit again? Yes. 5,000 points, and the episode is over! Wade! I feel like I established a pretty clear pattern. Mark, you were free to jump in and vote to quit at any point in time. You would have both ended the episode and earned points. Whatever, whatever, whatever. I did not... I'm not going to double-check the math, and I was really doing that on the fly, and I'm really bad with numbers. But I'm fairly certain that I just gave Wade an arbitrarily high enough number of points that he should be winning this episode. I quit winning. Huh. Oh, Wade surrenders his win. No, Wade... No, no, give me more points. <laughs> <laughs> no, it did win you more points, but then you gave up the win anyway, which you're allowed to do if you want to. So you give Mark your win? No. If I say nothing, am I cool? Yes. Does that mean you're quitting participating? He's quitting without- He's quiet quitting! He's quiet quitting! That's the coolest kind of quitting! <laughs> I don't know what's happening anymore. Are we winning or losing? I don't know. The episode was technically over already. So Mark just earned like 8,000 points, but they don't count. <laughs> because Bob quit counting them. Yeah, he quit. Which earned me points. Uh, no, it has to end at some point, okay? I know that I'm- uh, not good at picking a winner, and I know that that it's uh, it's it's very fair the way that I do things. Didn't you two have a handshake deal? I appreciate you violating that. Uh, I thought Mark had to ask for that. Is that a handshake? Was I just gonna do that for him? I I remembered that, but I I remembered it as Mark having to ask. Was I just gonna give Mark? No, I was just gonna give Mark the win. That's right. Yeah, but the episode's over. <laughs> Hey, wait a minute! The episode's ah, over in terms of points uh, earnings, but if you recall, I'm still the host. What? Until I say the phrase that rhymes with Slancast Pout, <laughs> I am the host of this episode, and I can take backsies anything that I have said and done to this point. I only brought that up because I thought I was safe. <laughs> you fool. Okay. You know what, Wayne? I'm gonna give, I'm gonna pay Mark back in fool. Wade? You had a great episode today. You Thank quit you. a lot. You Thank earned you. a lot of points, way more points than Mark did. You earned them the right way by talking about quitting and not the wrong way like Mark did by talking about being haunted. You deserve this win, Wade. I don't like this. Hold on. <laughs> I don't like this. Because unfortunately, oh, no, no, even though you no, earned no, the win fair no. and square, I have the deal with Mark and he has to win even though it's completely undeserved. It's fair because I didn't really deserve to win from his grandma dying. So I just gave you the exact win that I gave Wade last time, Mark. Does it feel good? I paid my debt in full. I did it. There you go. You can talk again. It doesn't count as unquitting if you talk. Okay. All right. Because you made that big statement about schmodschmast pout or whatever you said. No, yeah. I could absolutely go back on everything I just said, but I won't. 
Probably. Unless I pull out a trump card that I've been <laughs> Do you have, like, one of the, the higher and lower aces? Like, I have a trump stuff? card, but I'm holding it. I won't use it yet. Oh, I thought you were actually about to do that tomorrow. <laughs> that would have been the most... He, Wade can steal a win from a host an episode that I host at any point in time. He has that. Really? Yes, he is holding on to him being able to claim a win from me as host at any point he wants. No questions asked. From a previous handshake, I should stop making handshake deals, I think is the real lesson of this episode. Yeah, why Why didn't you give me the use any time card instead of just guaranteeing this win? Because then this guarantee means nothing if he takes it. Well, you better shut up and give your winner speech quick and just let this all come to an end before Wade does <laughs> something horrific. My, hold on, let me find my trump. Hurry up, Mark! All right, uh, I deserve this win. I, I I love winning, and and Bob may be haunted, but if he is, and I can prove it, I'll make a documentary about it. Deal. Bet. Wade, quick, loser speech. Uh, you all suck. I'm great. Thanks for having me. Good, good show, Bob. We should quit three. Yep, I quit part three coming up next time I host. Don't worry about it. Make sure you check out store.distractiblepodcast.com to get merch. Prob maybe. No promises. Make sure you check out Wade. He's Lord Minion 777 or Minion 777. Marcus Markiplier. I have my skirt. Those things were probably on screen for about half a second each. So look them up if you're interested. And I'm not going to screw Mark over. That's the end of the episode. No, no, no I'm not stealing the win. <gasps> I'm not stealing the win. I just got to point out last episode that was I quit. I did not choose to be in a fucking bathroom. That was the editors. <laughs> I saw that. That's all. I forgot to bring that shit up. That was not me. Well, you know, it's pretty echoey in there. Like if you like if you were in a tile bathroom, oh! <laughs> it sounds like you're in a tiled space. So that's it. That's all I had to say. All right. Podcast out.